the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Victory Lane with Reverend Lawrence Gray Sr., Associate Minister of Grace Bible Fellowship, Antioch, California, where Kirkland A. Smith is the senior pastor. Now, Victory Lane. Welcome to Victory Lane. Come with us now as we travel down the highway of life, serving God and building up the kingdom of God by the preaching and the teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Recruiting sinners who do not know Jesus and the pardon of their sins while encouraging believers to remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And remembering this always. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We're going to continue with our teaching today in the book of Acts. We're looking at chapter 20 today. And chapter 20 says we're going to go. This week we're going to use the NIV version of the Bible. I'm using uh, uh, different versions, translations of the Bible so that the uh, layman can really have an understanding. But there's nothing as so profound once you get an understanding of the Bible as the King James Version of the Bible in its translation. But Paul said, I become all things to reach many, and I become all things in, in my teaching to reach many, you know, to let to make an understanding so that you can understand the Word of God for yourself. So let us look at our reading here. Remember, we had the uproar last week, okay? Uh, so here, here's Paul. When the uproar had ended, Paul sent for his disciples, and after encouraging them, said goodbye and, and set out for Macedonia, okay? So he's in Greece, and he's going to Macedonia, which is about 280-something miles. He said goodbye and went off. He traveled through that area, speaking many words of encouragement to the people, and finally arrived in Greece. Oh, he's, he's left, uh, 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 where was he at? He's left, he left the place where he was at, which was in, uh, come on Holy Spirit, which was in, let me, let me think. Because he's traveling through Macedonia and Greece, but he was at Ephesus, okay? Okay. Now, he stayed there three months because some Jews had plotted against him just as he was about to sail for Syria. He decided to go back through Macedonia. Some people were plotting against him to do him harm, so he took the other way around. He took a, the, another way around, okay? 
He was accompanied by Sopater, son of Pyrrhus from Berea, Aristarchus, and Secundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy also, Tychicus, and Trophimus, Trophimus from the province of Asia. These men went on ahead and waited for us at Troas. So these five, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five men went ahead and they went on ahead of, uh, when he said these men went on ahead and waited for us at Troas, this is Luke. Luke is the writer here and Luke is saying he's with Paul. They went ahead of us to Troas. But we sailed from Philippi, but we sailed from Philippi after the festival of unleavened bread. So they, they, they traveled from Philippi to Troas, going to Troas, which took about eight days of 500 miles. And five days later, joined the others at Troas, where we stayed seven days. Okay, on the first day of the week, on the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. He kept on talking until midnight. In other words, he's preaching the gospel to these people telling them about Jesus Christ. He's been up there all day and he's still teaching and it's going into the wee wee hours of the night called midnight. Okay? Verse number eight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we were meeting. Seated in the window was a young man named Eutychus who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talk on and on when he was sound asleep. In other words, he had church, he fell asleep. <laughs> okay? He fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. He fell to the ground and he died. He, he was dead. Okay? Paul went down, threw himself on the young man, put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said. He's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. After talking until daylight, he left. Paul, God has done a miracle to Paul by raising this young man from the dead. He has fell down from the third floor and probably broke his neck. However he died, he died. But Paul laid his body on him. Now he's alive. Now, verse 12. The people took the young men home alive and were greatly comforted. God is, God is manifesting himself through Paul, through these miracles, so that believers can believe in him for the time that it is being done, okay? He still can do miracles today in the same manner, in the same way he wants to do it, okay? 
God is still in the miracle working business. And I got some believers out there who can tell you that. I got some believers who can tell you how he picked me up and turned me around. I got someone out there who can testify and say he placed my feet on solid ground. I know I got someone out there who can say I looked at my hands and they look new. I know I have someone out there say I looked at my feet and they did too. My hands don't do what they used to do. My feet don't go and walk where they used to walk. I do not do the things I used to do. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I believe in the word when it says, uh, uh, I says, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And check this out. And be not conformed unto this world. In other words, change, 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 but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove that which is good and acceptable in the will of God. I know I got somebody out there who can testify about that. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Now, when Acts still, the 20th chapter, verse 13, we went on ahead to the ship and sailed to Asos, where we were going to take Paul abroad. So from Troas to Asos is about 21 miles. He had made this arrangement because he was going there on foot. He walked 21 miles from, from the next town to the next town. When he met us at Asos, we took him aboard and went on to Mytilene. The next day, we set sail from there and arrived off Chios. The day after that, we crossed over to Samos. And on the following day, arrived at Miletus. So from Asos to, to Mytilene was five days or 300 miles. And from Miletus, we went to uh, 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 Mytilene, which was another 300 miles. I'm on a mission, Paul says, to tell the world about Jesus. Paul had decided to set sail to Ephesus after going all these places to avoid spending time in the province of Asia. So now I'm going to leave my leaders and I'm going to Ephesus, which is another 50 miles or a little less. And so as he passed, he said, I don't want to spend too much time in the province of Asia, for he was in a hurry to get to Jerusalem, if possible, by the day of Pentecost. You know, the day of Pentecost is in Acts, the second chapter, when the Holy Ghost came. And when the Holy Ghost came suddenly, like the rushing of a mighty wind, and filled the room, and each man to begin to speak in cloven tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Huh? Read it for yourself, Acts, the second chapter. Okay? So Paul is in a hurry to celebrate the day the Holy Ghost came in. The Holy Ghost came in. And, and go to my YouTube channel and you type up Reverend Lawrence Gray. You get Acts, the first chapter, and Acts, the, the uh, second chapter, and you get a real good understanding on the Holy Ghost and the uh, day of Pentecost. Verse 17. From Miletus, 
from Miletus, Paul uh, uh, sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. Paul is now sending for the pastors of the church that he has organized from preaching of the gospel. He's sending for the elders, the preachers, the pastors who are preaching the gospel. The purpose of this now, I got to make sure. I have to make sure you are doing what I have taught. I have, I, 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 I got something in mind because you don't know what's about to happen. Check this out. They don't know. So he sends for them, okay? When they arrived, he said to them, you know how I lived the whole time I was with you from the first day I came into the province of Asia? Verse 19, I served the Lord with great humility and with tears and in the midst of severe testing by the plots of my Jewish opponents. You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly from house to house. I taught you the word of God in Jesus Christ. Huh? I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in Jesus Christ. He's talking to the preachers. It's a seminar. It's a conference. Guess what? He's teaching. And now, verse 22, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I'm getting ready to go, y'all. I don't know what's going to happen to me, but I got to go. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. I still got to go. I got to preach. I got to teach. He's letting them know this is what some of y'all may have to go through. You still got to go. They're going to talk about you. They're going to misuse you. They're going to abuse you. They're going to lie on you. They're going to do all kinds of stuff. I'm going to go through some stuff, but I still got to go. He says, I still got to preach. I still got to teach. However, this is his response. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. He said, I count my life as done. For Christ I live, for Christ I die. That's what Paul says in another scripture. He said, I must finish the race. He said, I must finish the race. Because at the end of the race, he said, I finished the race. I finished my course. I ran my course. I finished the race. Henceforth is later for me a crown of righteousness. But he's not there yet. He said, I got to finish the race. I got to keep testifying. I got to keep keep telling the world about Jesus. Verse 25. Now I know that none of you among now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. In other words, guess what? You're not going to see me no more. I'm on this missionary journey and I will not see you again. He knows he's going to see them now, at this time, for the last time, because he knows before this journey is over, he's going to die. He's going to die serving the Lord, testifying about Jesus Christ 
But nevertheless, he says, I must I I I gotta go about preaching the kingdom. And some of you'll never see me again. Therefore I declare to you, verse 26 today, that I am innocent. He said, no, verse, let me go to 25. Now I know that none of, none of you among whom I've gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you. I told you the truth and nothing but the truth. And I'm innocent of the blood of any of you. Now that you know it, you're responsible for your own self. Now that you hear this word and you've been hearing this word and you've been tuning in, I'm not responsible for your blood. You're responsible for your own blood. You heard it. You heard it. It is more dangerous to hear the word of God and not succumb to it than someone who hasn't heard it, heard it at all. Therefore, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. See, Paul, uh, uh, in teaching Timothy and these other preachers, he said, preach the word in 2 Timothy uh, 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 2 Timothy. Four, 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 fourth chapter, right at the first verse. Preach the word in season, out of season. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. In other words, the time will come when they will not endure or listen to the sound teaching of the Bible, but they will heap unto themselves teachers having itching ears, okay? In other words, you're not preaching what I want you to preach, so I don't, I'm not coming to your church because I, I don't want to hear about no sin. I don't, don't tell me about no sin. I don't want to hear about sin. Tell me how to motivate me. Tell me how to be prosperous. Tell me how God's going to bless me. Tell me how God is going to make a way for me. Tell me how God is going to be so good to me. Tell me how my faith in God is going to make me a better person. Tell me how my walk with God is going to make me uh, 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 more money. Tell me how God is going to bless me. You tell me all of this, preacher. Don't you tell me about homosexuality, don't you tell me about lesbianism, don't you tell me about fornication, don't you tell me about hoarding money, don't you tell me about lying, don't you tell me about cheating, I don't want to hear that preacher, you tell me the other stuff. I don't hear nothing about sin. I don't want to hear nothing about sin. Huh? Don't tell me that preacher. I don't want to hear nothing about sin. Don't tell me about going to heaven or hell. I don't want to hear it, preacher. Paul says they're going to heed to themselves. Teachers having itching ears. And that's that teacher right there. You see that book? Pimping in the pulpit. Don't tell me about that. I don't want to hear that. Tell me something good. You know, Chaka, tell me something good. Yeah, I used to be out there. Oh, yeah, I used to rock, I used to rock, I used to rock, I used to rock, I rock, I ran, I rolled, I, I speak very, I speak very, used to phrases, you know, uh, 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 uh. I did all that, man, but, but he changed me. Anyway, Paul is saying, check this out. I, I told you the will of God, and then he says in verse 28, I love this. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock. Huh? Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. In other words, watch out for the people of God whom you're preaching to. You got to look out for them. 
Huh? Let me tell you something. The word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It is discerner of the hearts and the intents of man. It is discerner of the uh, of the intent of man and can cut right through the through the bone and the joint of the marrow of anybody. The word of God cuts sharp. That's why people don't hear the truth. I don't hear no truth. Don't tell me no. Don't, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Because I might get convicted. You need to get convicted. Paul said, "For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves." Why? Because I want to tell you this. I want to tell you this. You know what? I don't want to get, I got to continue this. I got to continue this. I'm not going to finish this today. Maybe I will. Let's, let's give it a shot. Keep watch over yourselves. In other words, they are, there are people who are going to come in and talk stuff. There are people who are going to come in and change up what I've taught you. There are people who are going to come in and to try to deceive the flock, okay? They are better known as false teachers. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he brought with, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. That's in Titus. Titus, the book of Titus, the first chapter. Read that. Titus, book of chapter, and read about the vain talkers. And he say, so be on guard. Okay, the wolves going to come in. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. That's what's happening right there. Men will arise and draw away disciples after them misconstruing the word of God for the benefit of self. He said, so be on guard. Be on guard. Remember that for three years, I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. I told you this is coming. I'm telling you, I'm preaching the gospel, and you got to preach the gospel. You got to preach what I've taught you. You got to preach what I've given you. You got to preach what I have learned you. You got to preach Jesus Christ and him rising from the dead. You got to preach Jesus Christ and him dying on Calvary's cross. You got to preach Jesus Christ and the blood he shed for the sins of the world. You got to preach Jesus Christ that he rose from the dead. You got to preach Jesus Christ that he saves to the utmost. You got to preach Jesus Christ that if if I give my life to Christ, he'll make me brand new. You got to preach Jesus Christ that I came to seek and save that which is lost. That's the word you have to preach day and night. That's what I'm teaching you. That's why I'm spending so much time with you because behold, my departure is at hand. I'm going to tell you about that too. So be on guard. I did this night and day. Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace. I'm committing it to you, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. I'm just preaching the word of God. I didn't do it for money. I didn't do it for no clothing. I didn't do it for no cars. I didn't do it for no house. I didn't do it for a jet. I didn't do it for a plane. I didn't do it for a whole lot of stuff. I'm preaching the word of God. Boy, that's what he's saying. 
You got to do this for those who are sanctified, saved, sanctified, filled of the Holy Ghost. You yourself know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and needs of my companions. I've worked myself along the way. Okay, you've seen me. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remember the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Some some folks got so much stuff, so much stuff, so much stuff, and you won't help nobody. Not even your own family member. You got a cousin, a, a auntie, or somebody out there tore up from the floor up, and you living in a big old house, got folk, five cars, money in the bank. Man, please. You know what he's going to say to you in that day? Depart from me. I know you're not. You're workers of iniquity. Lord, didn't I go to church? Lord, didn't I preach? Lord, didn't I teach? Lord, didn't I sing? Lord, didn't I, didn't I, didn't I, didn't I? Depart from me. I know you're not. You're workers of iniquity. Don't be caught up in this stuff, okay? Paul said, I work with my hands. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And when Paul had just finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. They all wept as they embraced him and kissed him. What grieved them most was the statement that they would never see his face again. Then they accompanied him to the ship. Nevertheless, I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day, for the nighttime cometh when no man could work. Paul is still on his mission. Nevertheless, are you on a mission? If you're a Christian, you're on a mission to tell somebody about Jesus Christ that he is Lord. God bless you. God keep you. We'll meet with you again next week at Victory Lane. We hope a word has been said to make you a better equipped man and woman of God. Join us next week as Reverend Gray continues his teaching on the book of Acts. You can hear all Reverend Gray's teaching on the book of Acts at gospelofthe90.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.